Welcome to the Radiant Church Podcast. We are authentic people located in Piscataway, New Jersey, shining the love of Christ. You will be listening to this Sunday's message from Pastor Marcus. We hope through it that God provides you the hope and encouragement you need. Thank you for listening. This is one of my favorite holidays because everybody's just a little bit more happier or most people are a little bit more happier around Christmas time. Um, this is the one time where, um, where if you're speeding, you might not get a speeding ticket. You might not. This is the one time where um, people are just genuinely just a little bit happier. And for many, they just don't know why. Maybe it's the lights. Maybe it's because people are out of their homes and interacting with other people. Um, my wife just started a, a tradition for us where 12 days, of Christ, uh, 12 days of Christmas, we do something Christmas Eve for 12 days. And so we went to a light show that was an hour and a half away. And it was like, wow, All right, first this is far. Um, but it was a, a great time with family and people were out and they were smiling and they were having a great time. It's different than our, our work, our regular work week or our regular work day. I don't know if anyone's ever taken um, the, the train in New Jersey. Um, and you know, rush hour can be a little bit difficult. It can be a little bit hectic. I, I remember going to college and I'd have to take the train all the time. And I'd get on the train and, and getting, coming towards New Brunswick from Montclair State, um, around rush hour, um, everyone would just pile into the train. And if you are sitting, someone is going to sit next to you. I don't know if you've ever rode the train and you tried to sit on the end seat so that no one can sit next to you. No one, just me? Okay, I'm the only heathen in the room. All right, I'll take it. Um, uh, or you, you sat on the train and, you don't, and, and people just come in and they'll sit next to you. Or if you got there um, while, it was, while it was packed, you just, uh, no matter what, if that was your train, you want to get on it. It doesn't matter how many people it's on it, they have to make room for you. So even if you were, you were packed in there and you stood like this the whole time, it didn't matter because you had to, you had to get home and, and they just had to make room for you. I don't know, for those that don't ride the train and you drive in bumper to bumper dra- traffic and you're, um, and you're on the express lane and you're trying to get in and they're not letting you in. Has anybody ever felt that way before? Somebody, you're, you're trying to get on the highway and they're not letting you in. And so you just start to push your car in a little bit further. And you say in your mind, you're going to make room for me. Like you're going, you're, I ha- you have to make room for me because I, there's no choice. In Luke chapter 2, I want to share a story with you. I want to share a story with you, and it's a very familiar Christmas story. Um, and I want to kind of expound on it. I have very little time, but I want to kind of just set the tone to where we're going. Luke chapter 2. Um, and if you haven't gotten it by now, I titled this Make Room. Because it's so easy in our schedules to be busy. It's so easy to forget that Jesus is the reason for the season. It's so easy to forget that, um, that um, without Christ, we are nothing. It's very easy to forget that, our, uh, that God supersedes our schedule. And we don't schedule God. We say, God, here I am. You schedule me. And so often in, in this, especially in this frame of mind or this time of year, we forget that, hey, hey God, man, it's, we're in this together. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 7. If you don't have your Bibles, we're going to throw it on the screen for you real quick. And it says this, at that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed a census that should, take, that should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken 
when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Verse 3, all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from a village in Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, who, was, who he was engaged and who was now expecting a child. And when they were there, the time came for her, her baby, to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in the manger because there was no lodging for him in the inn. There was no room for him in the inn. I have been blessed. The Lord has blessed me with three children. And I, had the, I, I was able to watch all three children born. And I take the story, and you can see the story summed up in seven quick verses. But I, uh, I, if we kind of dive into a little bit, the Bible here says that this woman was pregnant, was nine months pregnant, and she was traveling. You know, in, um, in America now, you can't travel after six months pregnant. She was on a donkey that was a, a rough ride traveling um, for the census. And as she was going, the Bible says she went into labor. Okay, that's a scary thing. For any guy in the room that's ever had a, had a spouse that was, that was, she went into labor. And as she is in labor, um, he's, um, I don't know about you or a gentleman in the room, but I begin to panic when things are out of my control. When, when things start to happen in ways I don't understand, there, there's a, a part of me that says, I, I just don't know what to do. And so Joseph is, Joseph is in this scenario where his wife is pregnant and there's no hospital that he can take her to and he's just on this donkey and he's not even home in Nazareth. He's on his way to Galilee, a land that he hasn't been to in a very long time. And so he's literally traveling like he's on vacation and his wife goes into labor and he doesn't know what to do. And so he begins to bang on doors and he just says, hey, I need somewhere for my wife to have this, this, this baby because I don't know if there's a doctor around or a nurse around or I don't know if there's anyone around that can help. But my wife is pregnant, and she's getting ready to have this baby, and I don't know what to do. You see, on TV, um, labor seems like it happens um, in an hour, and then it's done. But labor pains, and, um, and man, there, uh, I, I believe one of our, our first child, my wife was in labor for almost 24 hours. And I'm like, babe, is there anything I can do for you? Uh, no. No, it's okay. Okay, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to lay down. <laughs> and you can see if, if we would, the, 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 na the national average is labor is about six hours long. So if you would take that and you would think this man is now knocking from door to door, asking people, hey, help me. I, my, I need help. My wife, she's in, la she's in labor and I don't know what to do. The Bible says in these, in these, in these seven quick verses, he gets, to the, he, gets to the, he gets to the inn. He gets to the, the motel, not even a nice hotel. He gets to the motel that has a, that has a barn attached to it for the, for the maids and for the servants of the, of the kings and, and, and the people of, of superiority that would go into Bethlehem and they would leave their servants and all their cattle outside of the city because he hadn't even made it to Bethlehem. They'd leave them outside of the city and they went to that and said, hey, please let us in because we, we just, I just need help. The innkeeper said, hey, we, we just don't have room for you. We, we don't have room for you. And he goes to where the animals are, and he says, hey, Mary, we're, we're in this together. I'm not, I'm not going to leave you, and we're, we're going we're to get through this. And the Bible here in verse 7 says that she gives birth, she gives birth and she wraps them in, in strips of cloth, 
and laid them in a manger because there was no room for him anywhere. See, there's a few reasons why there's, there weren't much room for Jesus. It's because it was, it was crowded. I don't know if you've ever realized that um, there's so many things in our lives today that crowds our, our, even our mind space, our mind capacity. There, there's, there's, there's too much going on. How, how many of you have ever felt like, like, I just need another three hours today? I need some more time today. I need some more time in this moment because I, I, I have things that are, are, are just, oh, I mean, I just, I, I feel the weight. See, it was too crowded and, and, and it was busy. It was busy. I've learned, to, I, I've learned that in my schedule often that I'm, I'm too busy for myself. I'm going and I'm going, I'm going, and I'm not accomplishing what I want to do because I've, I've let things that weren't a priority, I gave that my time. It was too crowded, it was busy, and, and the people were distracted. They were distracted. They were distracted with their own lives that they didn't have time for anyone else. They were distracted with what they got going on and missed what was happening in someone else's life. See, distractions are so real that we, sometimes it suffocates our purpose, our goals, the dreams and plans that we have for ourselves is because something else can take us off course. I don't know about you, have you ever started your day and you had a, a goals, five goals that you want to accomplish and you got through two of them and you don't realize what happened with the rest of your day? You didn't realize that the call that you took that was a half hour long that you didn't anticipate, that wasn't really necessary took you away from what you needed to do, or that coffee break that, that was supposed to be five minutes but ended up being 35 minutes. These things, these little distractions in, in life, or, or sometimes it's the things that we just want to do that serve as some of the biggest distractions. And here Joseph was just saying, will, will you make room, room for us? See, we, we don't need much. We just, we just want you to, to make a little room. You see, many people that attend church often, they just believe, since I go to church, I make, I'm making enough room for God to move. I know the, the worship team saying, hey, God, you're the God of miracles. And it's a, it's a great song, but this, there, there's a flip side to that. He's the God of miracles for those that decide to make room for him in the beginning. See, we often pray, God, do something big, do something grand. And he's saying, listen, I just want you to make a little bit more room for me in your heart. See, I know you're busy, and I know your schedule is, 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 is tight, and I know you have so much that you want to accomplish. But if you were to make room for me, I will guide you, and I will lead you in every area of life if you would only make room. And, and for those of you that says, hey, yeah, I love the Lord, I make room for him, hey, there's space to make more room. There's, 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 there's areas in our life where we, there, there, where we lack growth and we just say, God, hey, if you would work in me, man, I want, I, want, I want you to do something great in me. See, there's practical ways of spending, spending time and making room for the Lord. Um, but here's a few ideas. How many of you have ever just talked to God? And I'm not just talking about praying. I'm just saying just flat out, God, I'm just going to talk to you. See, we can, make, we can make prayer very spiritual and miss that prayer is just talking to God. Prayer is just saying, God, it's me and you right now, and I'm in a tight place right now, and I need your help. 
When was the last time we got before God and it wasn't all these hallelujahs and every amen, and it was just, God, it's me and you, let's do this. When was the last time we read the scriptures and said, God, I, I just don't understand this, help me. Help me with it. I, 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 I want to make room, I just, need, I just need some guidance in this. When was the last time, uh, instead of just talking to God, we sat down and said, God, now you speak to me. God, I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to clear the distractions out. I'm going to clear out the noise, and I want you to speak to me. Listen, 2020 is around the corner, all right? We're about to step into a new year, and I don't want you to step into the new year the same way you walked through 2019. If we would say, God, I, I, here I am, and I, I'm not perfect, and I don't have it all together, but I want to make more room for you, and I just don't want it to be lip service. I want it to be something so concrete in me that you are my foundation. You are the very thing I stand on, and, and without you, I won't move. See, when we make the shift, we, we take Christmas from being just a holiday to something more significant. We take Christmas from being just a, another day off from work to acknowledging, God, you're the purpose, you're the reason. This is, what, this is what we do. He just asks them, hey, make, as you make room, things change. When you make room for God in your life, you start to experience things that you can't speak about. It just doesn't make sense. You start to experience joy, not happiness, but joy, something on the inside. Joy, unspeakable joy, overflowing well, no tongue can tell. Joy, joy. I don't know if you've ever experienced um, joy, because when joy, joy is this, when pain is happening and you're smiling because there's something on the inside that just gives you peace, that's joy. When you start to make room for Christ, when you start to make, make, make room, when you start to say, God, here's my heart and here's a little bit more room, you'll start to experience joy and people won't understand why. You'll be smiling and you'll be happy when the world around you is falling apart and that's joy. There's uh, in in First Kings, in First Kings, Second Kings. There's this Shunammite woman who saw the prophet, and the prophet uh, Elisha would would come and and he would visit and she would prepare a meal for him all the time. And as she prepared a meal for him, she knows that he would come quite regularly. And he said to he said to her, uh, she said to him, Hey, I don't just want to. Um, I just don't want to prepare a meal for you. I'm going to fix up this room in the corner, and I want you to come, and when you come, I want you to stay here and rest with me. You know what? Sometimes, and, and here in this story, I feel like we, we get so comfortable with just a visitation from God, and we get so comfortable with a Sunday morning that we don't make room for God to just come and rest and come and, come and sit, and come, and, come, and, come and just, man, be. She said to Elisha, she said to Elisha, I... I just don't want you to stop in. I want you to come in and stay. I want you to, I want you to be here with me. I want, and I'm going to prepare this room so that you can come and you can pray and you can read your Bible. You can, you can, you can, talk, to, you can talk to God. You can talk to me, but I'm going to make room for you. As she'd done this, she realized that the things that were in her life, she was, she was actually blessed beyond measure because she decided God. I want to make room for you in this, in this area of my life. You'll experience joy. You'll experience a, a changed life. In Luke 19, it talks about Zach, a man named Zacchaeus that wanted to see Jesus, that wanted something different and didn't, just didn't understand. 
and Zacchaeus he climbed up a tree to see Jesus and, and because he, he wanted something different, the Lord saw him and saw his heart and said, Zacchaeus, come on, I'm going to your house because there's, I, I, there's something in you that needs to be different. And Zacchaeus opens the door to his home and he makes room for Jesus once again. He, makes, he intentionally makes room, and the Lord, even in that moment, begins to change his life. Zacchaeus was a sinner, yet Jesus spent time in his house. Zacchaeus, his priorities changed, and his, his appetite changed, his generosity, he, he increased in generosity and minimized in greed, and he began to live a life that was changed. The worst thing that we can do is live 2020 the same way we lived 2019. The worst thing we can do is not experience any type of growth from a season to season. Change life, joy, and miracles. See, in Mark chapter 2, it was Peter's house in chapter 1 where there was a room in that house. And Jesus came back tired from ministry and he went there to rest. And as he was resting, people heard that Jesus went down. And four friends brought their paralyzed friend to Jesus and said, hey, if you would... If you would heal him, please, please can you heal him. You know, and they, they did it in such a way where they climbed up to the top of the roof and they began to open up shingles and they lowered their friend down. And Jesus said, because of your faith, here's a miracle. Because of you decided to make room for me in your heart, here's a miracle. See, there's a difference when, uh, when, we, when we go to church versus we say, God, I want to make a little bit more room for you in this season of my life. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, the Lord stands at the door and he knocks. He stands at the door and he knocks and he says, if you will open, I'll come in and I'll, I'll sup with you. I'll, I'll, if you make room for me, man, your life will be completely different. He says that if you, if, if you don't just celebrate Christmas by giving out gifts and, 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 um, and, and sitting with family and drinking tea and opening presents and just hanging out, if you, if you kind of shift your perspective and you open your heart to me and allow me to come in and start to change some things in your heart, your life will be completely different. The reality is this. That year after year, we celebrate Christmas and miss Jesus. Because we decide, hey, God, you've, you've got enough room. See, I've given you this Christmas Eve service, and, I, and I've given you this Sunday morning. And you know what? I might crack a Bible open every now and then, or I'll open up my Bible app and read the verse of the week, and I think that's enough. He says, listen, if you make room for me, you'll realize that this life that you live is not about you. But it's about the impact Thank that you, you for make taking the time you. to listen to the Radiant Podcast today. It is our hope that you would make Jesus the leader of your life. If you have never made the decision to do this, you still can. He is waiting for you. Romans 10 says, if you openly say Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. If you made this decision or would like more information about Radiant Church, email us at info at radiantchurchnj.com. Thank you for listening.